Daily Pinksters, uh, Nini and Cece here, and we are bringing you today a Pink Box podcast exclusive. Yes, and in today's episode, we have William Fur, the owner of JW Foods, a local business here in Toronto. It was an exciting interview, and we are going to skip Pink Problems uh, for this exclusive and go right into the show. So without further ado, welcome to the show. And we hope you enjoy this exclusive episode of the Pink Box Podcast. Where anything goes. Today we have a special interview with one of our local business owner here in Toronto, uh, Mr. William Ferrer of JW Foods. So thank you for being with us today at the Pink Box Podcast. Oh, it's my pleasure. And thank you for having me. Thank you. It's a pleasure to have you. Like I said earlier, uh, I've been uh, looking forward to this interview all day, actually. <laughs> oh, good, good. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's not my first and I'm going to be downtown on Saturday doing uh, in front of 8000 people again. So let's make it happen. Well, okay. we'll get we'll get into that part of it. But first, I think we should get into uh, your company and how you started it and uh, why you started it uh, at JW Foods. Yeah, so um, we, we took it over 25 years ago from our father, um, who had one of the largest food distributing companies in Ontario. Uh, he started with a butcher shop down in Parliament, Dundas, uh, bought the property we're in now, uh, ran a very successful food business out of there, uh, one of the largest distributors in Ontario. Um, unfortunately, he got ill and, um, and uh, the high interest rates of the uh, 80s and early 90s uh, put him on his knees. Uh, we came in in 95, um, rescued the company, I guess you could say, but it didn't allow it to go bankrupt. The, uh, in those days, the, uh, the banks were pulling back on a lot of, uh, a lot of receivables and interest uh, because the rates were so high. Um, so we came in anyways, and we took the business over from scratch, uh, rebuilt it, and uh, we became a, a provincially inspected uh, licensed processor by the provincial government. So those are just fancy words for... Uh, we are before it goes to retail stores. So in Canada, we have a traceability act. Uh, the farmer sells to an abattoir who sells to a provincial or federal plant. That's us. And then we sell to um, butcher shops, retail stores, everybody else. And the reason why we did that was more to um, so we can have the control over what we created because um, we're all about health and wellness. And I didn't want to get into a company or do something that was uh, judgmental to I believe um, God's creation. So uh, that's why it gave us it gave us the strength and the and the power to know where the products coming through for um, the uh, traceability act. So, example, uh, we deal with a lot of Mennonite and Amish farms, but it's against the law in this country, and I probably touch base on that. It's against the law in this country to deal directly with a farm. So it's it's under the traceability act and. Um, that's why I laugh at a lot of these guys that uh, when you go to a butcher shop and they're saying they're dealing with local farms, it's against the law. You're not allowed to. That's a socialist uh, country that we're in. It doesn't allow that um, like you would see in a capitalist country. I hope you understood that. I tried to yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It's very, very clear. So, so because I was uh, actually watching some of your videos and uh, you deal with a lot of the local, like, is everything in your store local? Because I know in your video, you were, you were mentioning a lot of the farms and places you get stuff, a lot of the meats and stuff. So are you dealing local within Ontario or Canada or how does that work at your store? Um, preferably, we try to keep it to uh, Canadian product. Um, but that's very difficult in this in this world that we're in. Uh, 
Um, we're, we're experiencing that in today's world now, what we're all experiencing with the uh, globalization and how things are changing very rapidly. Um, local farms are disappearing at an alarming rate. I'll probably touch base on that very quickly. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, so our poultry is all from Canada. We never buy from anywhere else outside of Canada. I try to deal as close as possible when it comes to Mennonite and Amish farms. Um, again, our product has to come from abattoirs and brokers. Um, I can't deal directly with the farmer. It's not allowed. Um, the beef, the beef, we try to keep it on the Canadian side. So beef cattle here in Canada is graded. Uh, Canadian prime is the highest grade you can get. Uh, certified Angus, you have to have a license in order to advertise that you have certified Angus. Uh, triple A, double A, single A, straight downtown graded. And we try to stick on the Canadian side. The higher up you go, the more um, the more marble on the meat. And that's why another thing I always laugh at is when they you're here in the marketplace and they're talking about grass-fed, grass-finished beef. Well, yeah, I, I've yet to find a cow that's not grass-fed, grass-finished. I, I kind of laugh at that. So when I'm doing a lot of public speaking, I'm talking about the food industry and what's actually happening out there. But our... Um, our lamb, I'll touch on that. Our lamb comes from New Zealand. I tried to deal with Ontario lamb, very expensive. And um, people seem to like, uh, as much as I love dealing with our own backyard, which is kind of funny because when you think about it, you would think that buying local would be a, a better market and it would be a more reasonable because you're not, the distribution chain is actually less, but it's not necessarily true. Um, our lamb coming out of New Zealand it's probably half the price of what Canadian lamb would cost. But again, we have a very sure, we have a funny um, a marketplace here in Canada and it's uh, very difficult to deal with uh, local as much as we want to try to do that, you know? Um, what else? Uh, my wild boar, my bison, my kangaroo, my ostrich, um, the elk, that's all Canadian. So all my game meat is all from Canada and we deal with different farms on those sources. Um, what else? Uh, Pretty much, that's pretty much everything I have. Oh, the pork is Ontario pork. Um, you know, I, I half the time when I'm driving down the highway and I see one of those uh, big tractor trailers with the pork <laughs> in it, I want to save it. Jeez, I'm definitely not a hunter, that's for sure. Yeah. So aside from <laughs> yourself, God. aside from yourself, who who else is behind the business of JW Foods? So there's, uh, my brother-in-law and I started it 25 years ago. Um, and then my wife came in, she, we had, uh, she was working HR for, um, CHFI and Rogers and that. And then when we had our kids, um, I told her, don't bother going back to work. And she she stayed home and then she came on. So, uh, I guess she's our HR manager, but she keeps me in line too. So <laughs> yeah, the woman's job. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So I also saw that you, a lot of your product, you have a bunch of products that come from Greece because you're, you are a Greek in background, correct? Uh, actually, my wife is Greek. I'm just okay. a Greek wannabe. I was Italian in the 80s. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Um, no, my background is my father's German. My mother's from Finland. Oh, okay. Okay. But I speak okay. Greek. But you speak Greek. Up. And you, you, is that why you picked a lot of, because you were saying like, do you want octopus from Greece? And is that why you did it because of your wife? And she was like, we have to import some of these. Like, how did you come about getting those products? Yeah, well, it's like anything in life, a happy wife, happy life. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, no, you know what, Greece, Greece, quite frankly, is um, one of the most beautiful, um, beautiful countries I've ever experienced in my life. Um, it's just, uh, it's been kissed by God, I think. 
Um, and our, our civilization has, uh, our ancestors and everything have all originated back in Greece when, um, and on the language. I mean, the English language is really, quite frankly, 90% Greek anyways. Um, there's so much that that country has to offer and beauty and wealth and, uh, and product. So that was one of the reasons why we really, our cousins, um, our farmers, they've, uh, they're from, well, Tassi's cousins, my wife, they're from uh, Mistra Sparti. And that's um, a beautiful, one of the last reigning ca castles of the um, Ottoman Empire, the Byzantine year. And um, our, we have around 900, and I tried to count them, it was really difficult, <laughs> but 975 trees. And uh, they still cultivate the olives every November, December, January. So they're in the middle of doing it right now. And I took pictures, one day I'll post those, and it's a, a beautiful little hut in the middle of like God's country. And he's got a little bed and, uh, and a fireplace. And it's just uh, something you would think you would see like 200 years ago. It's beautiful. So the olive oil, we, uh, we have it all compressed in uh, Sparty by uh, a family friend. Mm -hmm. And then we uh, ship it over to uh, Canada, which we, we got probably, um, like it came late because of the COVID. So we uh, typically I would get all my olive, um, usually sitting around um, maybe April. But it came in in October. So we were kind of uh, going through the summer, really begging for it to come. But everything was delayed all over the place. So before you got into the food business, what were you doing? Because so, you mentioned in one of the um, the videos that you used to be in, you used to be in the army? Yeah, I was in the, um, I was in the militia back in the, uh, in the 80s. Uh, but I, I was in the, and the reason why I was touching based on that, with everything going on, I was trying to get across when we swore an oath to, um, to our uh, charter of rights and our human rights, similar to what a police officer would do. And uh, with everything going on right now, we're seeing violations of that happening all over the place. And that's why when I was talking in front of everybody at uh, Young and Dundas and I, was, uh, and I was discussing about where we're headed as a society, I really wanted to touch base to the fact that um, with my military training and, the, and what we gave oath to and uh, what you would see the police giving an oath to, we need to really, really protect those, um, those things that we hold uh, dearest to our heart in this free society that we're, we all live in, right? Mm -hmm. The reason why I asked is um, your story is a, lo a lot to do with uh, health and wellness. And did you used to do bodybuilding? Because a lot of your products has to do with um, fitness. and. So back in the day when we were first starting, um, I put a big chicken sign in the front of our store to try to draw some because uh, the area was changing a lot. And um, we got into um, the, the health and wellness after uh three i think it was three girls at the time came in and they saw my sign outside for uh, local poultry and blah 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 uh they came in and um and they said what do you guys do i said well we're we're a processor and we have uh, poultry and we uh we don't one thing i never do is tumble my poultry that means add anything add any kind of pump or anything to our product so these girls took the took our stuff home and then they came back the next day uh next day and they were like, oh, my God, that is the best chicken I've ever tasted in my life. It has, doesn't have that rubber, tangy taste to it. And I said, well, that's because I don't manipulate what God created. That opened up the door to um, fitness and wellness and, and uh, bodybuilding and um, the, uh, the getting, people getting on the stage, eating clean, training mean, living lean.
Um, that opened up also to um, to Emboya uh, Edwards, who was our first IFBB pro, which basically he was uh, uh, in the fitness world. That's like the Mr. Olympia. So, um, and that's one of the highest uh, levels you can possibly get in the uh, bodybuilding world. And then we started getting into like um, uh, fully cooked uh, meals for him. And I went over to Europe and we brought back, um, if you, uh, now everybody's doing it, the sous vide meals. So back in the 90s, I brought over sous vide meals, which are basically a protein carb green fully cooked. And they're all individually vacuumed. And those bags are all BPA free and they're designed for putting in water and boiling. And so by doing that, you kill eliminate all risk of cross-contamination. That took off to like uh, athletes like Brian Bickle from the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, we had, um, I have actually a new young guy who just got drafted with, um, I believe he's with the LA Kings and he's promoting us with a lot of the NHL world. It's um, the, the fitness and bodybuilding world just exploded on us. And uh, back in the day when, before I renovated, we had all their pictures up on the wall and, you know, the bodybuilding, um, fitness looking huge guys. And, uh, our store was packed with like, uh, 275 pound monsters sitting on my freezers. <laughs> and, uh, the little kids would come in and go, Oh my God. And the parents were like, Oh, no, what the hell's going on in here? They didn't want to bring their kids in. Right. So now it's, um, really transitioned into, um, mom and dads and, um, and the regular people, quite frankly, that just want to eat clean, train me, and live lean. And mm-hmm. that's where it's gone now. It's been it's been exceptional. Yeah. And I can actually attest to that because we started going to your store um, 10 years ago because our family was growing. And we wanted to get food that, that's going to last us a long time because you have those packages of frozen chicken and vegetables and fruits. And we've been going there ever since. It's great products. We just had your chicken yesterday, actually. And it actually tastes really good. And you could tell there's a difference between the chicken you buy there and the chicken that you buy at the store. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people say I can get with the um, with people losing their jobs and people um, uh, staying at home and not sure what the future holds. Um, They've been really kind of putting their health on, on secondary standby, if you want to call it, and really not paying attention to it. And, um, and I've had some customers saying, listen, you sell 4KG box of chicken breasts for $59 and I can get it at Costco for 43 Well, if you want to put that chemical and all that garbage in your body and, um, and uh, take a chance on future of uh, inflammation and, and um, other issues, but high blood pressure and, um, the, our whole food chain is is disgusting. It's it's terrible, and um, your body is what you put in it, and it's my responsibility. And I, I don't I I would prefer to just shut it down if I'm going to compromise our brand just to just to line my pocket with a little bit more profit margins. When you um, when you compromise your body with what you're putting in it, um, you're going to pay the price later. Maybe not right now, but you're going to pay for it later. Your body is your temple. Your body is your gift from God. Your body is your responsibility. It's not my responsibility. My responsibility is to make sure I'm giving you the proper product and uh, making sure you're getting the healthiest, cleanest products known to me who has a responsibility to make sure I'm bringing in the products that would really um, help you and your family in today's world. 
Um, it's getting more and more difficult. It's not getting easier. I'll be honest with you. I, I came across a product, um, ironically, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this very quickly. There's a product. It's an Argentina shrimp. It's a wild caught Argent, Argentina shrimp. On the packaging, it is clearly stating all over it that it's the, it's the best of the best. There is no better shrimp. I carry it. And I've been carrying it for a long time. One of my customers called me the other day and said, hey, Billy, I thought you said this shrimp came from Argentina. I said, well, it did. It actually uh, is a wild shrimp caught in Argentina. She goes, can you explain to me why it says a product of China on the back of it? I said, what the heck are you talking about? So I flipped it around. I looked at it. and I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm trying to find it. I, little letters at the bottom. Very hard to see. It said product of China. So I was like, okay, that makes absolutely no sense. Wild shrimp caught in Argentina, but a product of China. How is that possible? So I called my fish guy right away because I need, I want to get answers. And he goes to me, so they catch it in Argentina. It's a wild shrimp, absolutely. It's sent over to China, just similar to our, like our haddock sole cod that is caught in the Atlantic Ocean here in Canada, sent to China and it's processed there and then shipped back to us. That's why it's a product of China. And they put that in small letters in the back. You cannot compete with these people. The, uh, the, the cost of uh, labor there is a heck of a lot cheaper than what it is in a lot of countries. We've created a monster and now we're living with it. And now we've become reliant on it because we want that great product, but we want it at the cheapest price available. Um, we need to pay attention. We need to really, really wake up as a society on what we're doing when it comes to our local and where, how it's being handled and how it's being processed. It's getting more and more difficult in, uh, in the world that we live in. Yeah, it definitely seems like the small business guy who's trying to bring the good product the best that they can. And obviously, because of the smaller business, they can't afford to have, you know, the prices may vary from, say, a big box store or something, obviously. But it's like more and more and more, all those awesome places that you like to go to get your local chicken or your local meat or your local whatever it is that's local they're dying off left, right, and center. And especially now with COVID, like, I don't even know how many of these places are even going to make it through this. Like it's not getting any easier. No, it's not. And, um, and uh, they're some of the biggest companies. Okay. So an example, uh, all the vegetables and the fruits that I get um, a farmer in Ingersoll, Ontario. Uh, we've been dealing with them for about 10 years now. Um, these guys were beautiful. My God, the product was so nice. And he was bringing it in. It was just a, just a, a premium, premium product. Um, about, I would think, uh, maybe two years ago, they were swallowed up by a big player in the Canadian market. And uh, that Canadian player uh, was the largest in Canada. That big player just got swallowed up by an international huge, huge company. So what's happening in the uh, in the marketplace and what's happening around us very quickly is that um, all the local guys are being swallowed up. All the bigger guys are getting swallowed up by the even bigger. So it's like the big fish in the sea. And these guys come in and they eat, eat, eat. And uh, before you know it, your identity, um, the local uh, becomes a word. It doesn't become reality. And uh, that's a very, very sad thing. Um, our farms are, are disappearing at a rapid rate. Um, this Beyond Meat crap that everybody's jumped on a couple of years ago is garbage. Yeah. And I don't care. It's disgusting. Read the damn ingredients. 
wake up. What they're trying to do is they're trying to wipe out our farms, trying to wipe out our, our supply chains and create all this stuff. Oh, hold on. <laughs> He's a busy guy, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. We know you're oh, a busy my guy. Goodness. It's okay. It's okay. We you know, got... typically I never get calls. Yeah. <laughs> Why is this happening? Yeah, it's okay. Oh my goodness. It's okay. It's okay. My gosh. That was my wife. Oh, was it? <laughs> She's gonna get mad that I hung up on her. Oh. <laughs> That's okay. So, so Bill, you were just letting us know about the uh, the big company that had swallowed up and uh, had swallowed up the smaller markets uh, for the vegetables and fruits that you were getting there. Right, right. Yeah, our our um, our farming industry here in North America is disappearing at a rapid rate. Um, the local uh, the local guys are are um, they're not they're not they're not surviving this. Um, we're we're losing we're losing our farms and um, and. I, 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 guys, listen, this is a very dangerous time. It's not good. Um, these, these are beyond meat guys. And that's what I was touching base. Yeah, with. that's right. Yeah. These beyond meat, what they, what they, um, our, our, our leaders and our local uh, officials want is for the product to be, um, grown in laboratories and that eliminates, um, uh, that can, it gives them the control over our food chains our food supply. And that gives them the control of, um, of, uh, of how they create this, how much they create, um, the environment. Um, and that, that, for the life of me, I can't figure out where they're coming up with this environment thing. God created a cow. Cow eats grass. I don't know. It seems pretty good to me. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the gas that comes out of a cow seems to be um, what it's always been. So I, I don't, I just, for the life of me, I'm trying to figure out what the hell our scientists and our, our leaders and our officials are talking about. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm part of a, a, the independent meat processors and I talk to farmers all the time and their kids don't want to get into the farming industry because there's no money in it anymore. And it's a lot of work. Um, foreign, foreign people are coming in, they're buying up our local farms and they're, um, and they're taking all these farms and they're, I mean, they put the 407 right through family farms of 150 years old that were like three generation farmers and you didn't have a choice because they were building the highway. And if you just happen to be in their way, um, you had uh, several months to get off it and uh, they would just pay you out at market value of whatever the farm was worth, whether you wanted to sell it or not. And that's one of the reasons why I always said to my kids, um, and today's world's really, really is, um, is pushing us to this where when you realize you do not own anything, um, that's financial freedom. Quite frankly, you ha I have a paid off house, but if I stop paying my property taxes on it, you will, they'll take it. Yeah. You own nothing. Wake up people. This is the problem. This is the new world. And if you want to hear the new world order and you want to hear the reset and all this other garbage you're talking about, um, we need to really wake up and realize what's happening to our food chain to our um, comp uh, small companies, to my family business. What's saving me right now is the fact that I have 18 employees and I'm down to, I think I've got four left. Oh. Everybody else mm -hmm. is sitting at home. And oh. it's because with all the restaurants being closed down, um, none of my, my, none of my uh, distributors are buying from me 
because they can't sell to nobody. Who are they going to sell to? You know, you're allowed maybe four or five uh, tables in your entire restaurant um, north of Steel's and, uh, and in dirt and Pickering and that. But the restaurants are just hanging on by the nail. They're not, they're, they're not going to be here tomorrow. And so this is a chain effect. Every restaurant we close has a chain effect all the way down to the farmer. And so the farmers are not only on their knees, but then we, we pull this and we put everybody, uh, we close down the restaurants and um, the, pro, the distributors are now affected. The processors are now affected, the abattoir, and then the farmers. So this is a chain effect and it's a, it's a serious problem that needs to be rectified very quickly. But I mean, we're, whether we like it or not, there's big changes coming down the marketplace. And, um, and uh, I suggest you're gonna see in another year or two, uh, probably a, a whole new world that we've never thought we'd ever see. And how is this, how is since the COVID, how has it been affecting your business there? Are you, are you able to thrive still? Because you have a great reputation and even people that I was talking to about, I was like, we're going to talk to Bill later on. They were like, oh, he's a great guy. He's the best guy ever. And, you know, so you already have a good clientele business there. Are you able to continue or is this really affecting your bottom line, this whole thing? Well, Every, every, these type of situations were faced. Um, nobody's ever experienced it before. I haven't in my lifetime. Um, you know, we, we, I, I experienced it probably in the uh, 80s, but I was in school, so I didn't really, it didn't affect me. But now that I'm involved in it and, um, and I'm seeing this reset, if you want to call it, um, the COVID, uh, I, I don't get into the debate on whether I believe in the COVID or not. I think, um, I think there is something out there. I think that whatever's happening has been... Um, has been in the works for a long time. This is not something new. I, I, I don't personally feel it is. Um, I have my own take on that, but I try to keep that to myself because business is business. But on a business perspective, um, this type of stuff affects us big time. I, I, I'm, my, fam my, my family is my employees. They've been with me for 22 years. And when my employees is affected and they're sitting at home and they're not working because there's nothing for me to do, I can only give them so much. My reliance is really on my on my customers that walk through the front door, and then my customers that order online. And we um, we were been huge in the online presence for uh, quite a while. I mean, we started doing home delivery. My God, maybe uh, the last ten years, and it really exploded this year, where I've never seen it before. Uh, so those those part of the business are really really um, helping us. But what's that, what I'm experiencing right now is that, see, I don't wear a mask. I never have wore a mask. I can't wear a mask and I, I won't wear a mask. And that doesn't mean that JW Foods is anti-mask because that's not the case. There's people in my place, I wear a mask. I just personally, for my own personal reasons, which I have no problem uh, disclosing because quite frankly, I've disclosed a lot this year. Um, I, I can't wear a mask. And so somebody called a bylaw officer on us and, um, and a bylaw officer came in about, uh, I'm sure you saw that post, came in about a week ago. And the bylaw officer was very, very aggressive and uh, wanted to know where, I, where my mask was and told me to stand back and social distance. Well, in nicer terms, I told him to get lost. I said, uh, you don't come into my house and tell me where I need to stand and how I need to social distance. I said, you, you misunderstand something here. I said, um, I'm a provincial plant. We have the highest grade food safety programs in place, traceability, recall systems in place. And I do a COVID under the provincial government. I do a COVID test and uh, scanning of each of my employees every morning as they come in. 
myself, I personally don't wear a mask and I don't need to disclose my medical condition. And I don't know how a, a big box stores like Costco will not get away with uh, violating my human rights. I said, so why are you here bothering um, a small business when you should be bothering the big box stores? How are they violating human rights? And you're coming here busting my chops because I don't wear a mask. I offer home delivery, curbside pickup. And if you have a weak immune system, you call ahead and say, listen, I love shopping and supporting you guys, but I'm, I'm fighting cancer. I'm fighting whatever disease you're fighting. And you say, listen, guys, I, I really want to shop and experience you know, your, your business and that, but I need to make sure that I'm safe. We will do everything in our power to make sure that we accommodate that. And I will step out of the store, quite frankly, and I'll have my wife go in there with a mask on and service them and make sure everything's, it's a beautiful store. Anybody gets a chance to come there. It's a well-cleaned, very, very clean, very organized um, store. And so we make it the safest possible for everybody. And on my previous videos, what I did do is I said, listen, the customer that came in and was chirping at me about why I don't wear a mask and um, in front of all my customers, because it just happened that day, there was about maybe 10 or 10 or 12 in there. And I said, you want to know why I don't wear a mask? I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you why I don't wear a mask. It's got nothing to do with being anti-mask or whatever. It's not. My, my company is all about health and wellness. But what it does have to do is that I have a right under my individual rights and they don't need to be violated by anybody. And I said, but I'm going to tell you why I don't wear a mask. And I'm going to make it very clear. You see, when I was seven years old, I was um, at the church and I was pulled into a room. I'm 53 now. I didn't come out about it until I was 38 years old. And if I can help other people that are suffering with pain inside their bodies um, to realize, don't lock it up. Be honest about it. Let everything out of the closet and don't worry about what anyone thinks. It's the beauty about the world we live in today. You see, this guy helped me in a corner and I was forced to watch him rape another kid. And then he turned around and he did the same thing to me. And that went on for a good number of years. And people say, well, why, why didn't you get away from that? Are you kidding me right now? This is the world that we live in. And these people, they play on your mind. And when a person plays on your mind, they control you. And when they control you with fear, that's the worst enemy. So people need to step, take a step back. And they need to look at the people that might not be wearing a mask out there. And they need to realize you might look like a fitness guy. You might be well, like you take care of yourself. But you don't know what's going on up here. And you don't know what they went through. So that lady just happened to go, oh, my God, I can't believe that. And I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry it happened to you. I said, I'm not. You know why I'm not? Because I was given a time in life. And this seems to be the time that I can use my voice. I can be the voice for a lot of people out there. I can be the voice that changes a lot that we're facing in today's world and make you realize that not everybody is what they look like, that not everybody is um, uh, always in, uh, in with this world that we're in is in full control. So you need to really, really take a step back, start showing respect for each other, Respect the fact that that person wants to wear a mask. Respect the person that doesn't want to wear a mask. Respect the person who wants to take the vaccine. Respect the person that doesn't want to take it. We're individuals and we have a right to how we want to live. And anyone that takes that away doesn't deserve my respect. And that's it. I mean, it, 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 it shocks a lot of people, but it helps a lot of people. I'm getting people from BC all over the world 
that are sending me texts and they're going, oh my God, that is the most brave thing I've ever heard on social media. And if I can change lives in the food industry and I can change lives in what we're going through right now with my speeches and what I'm talking about, I've done what God put me on this earth to do. And no one's ever going to take that away from me. I don't care. You can't shut me down. And nobody's ever going to shut my business unless it's coming from my customers. No government official is ever going to come into my place and shut it down unless it comes from my customers. I will fight everybody tooth and nail. And I will offer and say, put a $100,000 fine on the table. And let's keep doing that every day because I'm not shutting down. And there's not a, no amount of money that's ever going to shut me down. Trust me. It's my customers that will. Yeah, you know what, Bill, and you know what, when I, I honestly, that brought tears to my eyes. I saw one of your Me videos too. on Instagram and uh, like my heart went out to you. You know, you seem like the the best guy ever. You you have like everything you say, you know, you want to help people and you have all these great products and even going over all the things, the prepackaged, the uh, no cross-contamination, all the important things that people should be thinking about. And then you, you shared such a, a very deep, dark moment in your life with everybody. And I just... I, I feel for you. Like, I just, I, I know you're getting out to a lot of people right now and uh, it's, you know, hopefully getting other people to, you know, want to stand up for what they believe as well. And maybe they have a similar situation and haven't been able to come out. So, it, you know, kudos to you for being able to share your story with people. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's, um, it's, it's definitely my, my, um, my call and I feel it in my spirit. Um, and really, at the end of the day, if I any growing up, I never had a best because I didn't trust anybody. And I locked that up. I didn't tell my wife. I met my wife when I was uh, 18, back in 1985. And I never told her that. And I had a very hard time um, being very intimate, if you want to call it. Mm -hmm. Because whenever um, I felt like I was being smothered or um, I, I felt like... Uh, I was being held down or, or whatever. It got worse and worse and worse as the time went on. And then I started seeking help. And I was able to find, um, after going to, um, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 different people and uh, trying to open up about it. I just could never open up about it. And then this um, Chinese doctor um, that I was recommended to, I went to see her and she hypnotized me, which I didn't believe in. I didn't think it was possible. And then she showed me the video after and I just broke down crying. And I was 38 years old when I, um, I finally got, and I went and told my parents. They were the first ones. My mother was very protective when we were kids and she could not believe it. Like they, they, were, they were devastated when I told them. But I had to get that out there. Um, I, and it felt um, like such a relief. And now that I'm in this situation with everything going on in the world that we're faced with, um, I'm, uh, I'm really, really feel that I've never, well, quite frankly, I've never told so many people in one year. <laughs> it's, holy cow. I don't think I said I should run for politics. I've got nothing hidden in the closet. Yeah. <laughs> There's absolutely nothing. Trust me. Nobody's got nothing on me. Uh, and it's not easy for, for people to, to come up with such things now, especially when you're an adult. And most people would say that, well, why didn't you say anything when that happened? But then you don't realize as a child how hard it is and how vulnerable and difficult it is um, and be scared to tell somebody that you think would judge you. That's a, it's a different world today because um, I think uh, 
with uh, everybody coming out and um, and a lot of things being accepted in today's society, um, we're, we're, we're finding that a lot more people are a little bit more open to what is actually happening out there. Um, and the kids are being able to, to uh, discuss what happened. But when somebody gets control of you um, mentally, um, they, they get control of you. And there's really, um, and unfortunately, uh, with child abuse, um, there's re it's really, really a dark place. Um, the only way I can explain it is if you ever go into a haunted house and um, you're locked in a room and you can't find that door, you can't find that window, there's nothing. And everything's closing in on you and closing in, closing in. And then um, all of a sudden you find that escape. And that, that's the only way you can explain how somebody can control you through um, through your mind. This individual that um, that did what he did to me, I thought he died in 1989. I was told he passed away from uh, AIDS because it turned out he was gay. And that's nothing to take away from any gay people. Don't get me wrong. They're not. They're, it's not got nothing to do with um, uh, your sexuality. These people are predators and they're dangerous. Um, so I thought he passed away in the uh, in '89. Uh, it turned out. Uh, Last year, around this time last year, I think it was December, uh, he reached out to me in um, Facebook. And I was shocked. I went, no, it can't be. And so I, I looked into um, his, uh, his family, and I, I was shocked to see his sister. And I went, you got to be kidding. So I showed my wife, and I said, this is the guy he's still alive. I thought he passed away in 89. That's what I was told. He's still alive, and he's got two young kids. And he's got a wife. I couldn't believe it. What he, it turns out um, about a month later, so we were going into January, early February, his sister posted. Um, and my wife was saying, you should call the police. You should have him charged. Um, what if he's doing it again? This and that. And I couldn't do it. I said, I don't want no part of this. I just want to go on with my life. I've accepted. I, I'm okay. I've, I, I never blamed anybody. Never blamed the church. Never blamed God. And um, so then... Uh, Probably around January, I saw his sister post, I'm going to miss my brother, blah, blah, blah. He committed suicide. So what he was doing was he was trying to reach out to all the kids or anyone that he yeah. could find that was a victim. And he was trying to get, I don't know, whatever. He was trying to look for maybe at peace. Yes. Um, he was probably in a dark place himself. And um, now he's answering to, uh, to God for the sins he did. And you know what? Um, it is what it is. It is what it is. But if you look around us in the world and how open things are becoming in uh, Hollywood and all these social media, we're, we're so overwhelmed. And the amount of, um, of people that are involved in being uh, sex traffickers and, and pedophiles, and, and these are people that, are, that you would never think that, no way, it can't happen. And then you looked at that guy, Jeff uh, Epstein, or whatever his name was, and he had the yeah. island. Yeah. These are these are very dangerous people out there, and these children are being shipped all over the world, and they're finding. I think they found in Chicago like fifteen hundred kids, and then in Chicago, and then in Sweden, and in the Middle East, in Australia, these poor children are being sold and taken from their families and whatever, and are being shipped all over. Even here in Durham, there was a big bust. This is a it's a serious problem. And the problem is, is that these people now have the social media, the internet, and it's so easy for them to, um, to, to lure these kids in. 
it's a very dangerous world. We got to be very, very careful. We got to really pay attention to your children and, um, and their behaviors. And uh, not all children are going to tell you what's going on. And you got to watch them. You got to watch um, what they're looking at on social media or what they're looking at when it comes to the computers and pay attention to your children. It's very difficult in today's world because we need peace, but um, it's a very dangerous one too. And it's my job to make sure that we all are aware and when it comes to food and everything else that I might've experienced throughout my life and hope that I can help other people survive. So was this all part of everything that you went through? And then the, when the bylaw came in, is this what made you go down and do the first protest down at, uh, I was young and Dundas. I believe I watched the video. Is that correct? It was. Yeah. Um, yeah. That bylaw officer pushed me over the edge when he came in and he uh, started telling me about social distancing and all that nonsense. And I told him to write up the $100,000 ticket and um, he's got three seconds to get off my property before I have him charged. Um, I, I was really, really disturbed to the fact that uh, we got big box companies, like again, the Costco's and that, that are blatantly violating uh, human rights and not allowing people to come in. I can't shop at Costco. Um, is, what world do we live in? Were we in Canada? Did our ancestors fight for this country, for the freedoms? Um, really? And you're telling me I can't come in there because I have a medical condition, whether you believe it or not? So the freedoms that we have um, last year are not the freedoms we have this year. And the freedoms we're going to have next year are not the freedoms that we're going to have for our generations coming and our children. And if we don't stand the ground, and, um, and I, I always say the three things. Take care of your family, number one, most important. No matter what happens in the future, no matter what reset is coming, no matter what our governments do, the most important thing you can do as a society and as a, as a man, because a man, with all due respect to women, a man's responsibility is to protect. That's my opinion. That's where I was brought up. And our responsibility is to make sure that we protect at all costs. And that comes to my family first, our community second, and our country third. The young, and, young men and women that, um, in the early 40s and the late 30s that were 17 years old and ran and gave up their jobs, gave up their careers, gave up their schools, gave up their universities, colleges, and ran to sign up to fight the Nazis over in Germany over in Europe and got on those boats and shipped across deserve more respect than what we're giving them. The problem is, is that we don't have enough men anymore. A lot of the men are, um, are wearing diapers and they're sitting in their mom's basement, sucking their thumb and they don't know how to become men again, to be able to uh, do whatever is necessary to survive and take care of your family, to go out there and hustle and work your hands till they bleed to support your family. Not your wife, not your kids, you, the men. And I'm not saying that women shouldn't go out there either. But in the world that I come from, I quite frankly like my wife taking care of our kids. And she's a very smart individual and a very smart, intelligent woman. And a lot of women today are very educated and very smart. And they deserve just as much respect as any man out there. But a man has got strength. A man is supposed to protect, at least the ones that I, I grew up with. 
my grandfather was, my dad was, and I'll be one, and I hope my son is too. And I'm not taking nothing away from the family structures, but the family structure has been disintegrated. Our families are no longer the husband and wife with the kids sitting at the table. Everybody's in their own room eating. Everybody's in their, watching TV. Everybody's uh, social media. Nobody has time for each other. And this is a serious problem that has been happening for a long time. And our Sundays, Sundays when I was growing up were Sundays where you went to church, you came home, you had dinner, you went to your cousins, you, everybody got together. Now we have no time for nobody. And that's, this, is the, this is the destruction of the family. This is the destruction of our economy. This is the destruction of our people. And um, we need to really get that back. It, we really, really do. I got so much more I want to say. Trust me. Oh my God, I can keep you guys on here for hours. And my speech on Saturday, this Saturday is going to be all about World War II. Yeah. And how Hitler, Hitler was able to take over Germany and become the counselor of Germany after the Great Depression. And in five years, he got into the brain of the people in Austria yeah. Yeah. and was able to conquer it without raising one weapon. And that's going to be my speech this weekend. Because we're in a very troubled time and we got to wake up as a society. I call it the Titanic is sinking. <laughs> and the first thing is you get on the lifeboats. And everybody's on the lifeboats right now that are smart and that are trying to get off the, off the Titanic and be the first ones on the lifeboat. In my world, that would be the women and children. You yeah, get them you, on that lifeboat and you push them off. Yeah. And you save them because <laughs> that's your future. Yeah. And my world... The man is the one that goes down with the ship fighting, yeah. saving all the all the weaker people, the people that can survive and keep our economy and our, our culture and our belief system for the next generation and the next generation. And that's what's happening to Canada. It's what's happening to the U.S. It's happening to all our economies around the world. The men are all bailing first and they're leaving the women and the children to, to battle for themselves. And I'm not going to allow that to happen. Bill, you're just an old school valued <laughs> kind of guy. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like I'm a woman and like, I don't find anything what you're saying is offensive. It's just your values, the way that you see things, the way that you were brought up and that's perfectly fine. And it's, you know, we need more people to stand up like yourself. I think, especially right now to represent the small business and what's going on in the economy and how things are changing. And maybe people need to open their eyes because I somewhat agree with you that I feel that we're not getting the whole story no. on any of right. this. Not at all. Yeah, I was watching a video on your Facebook where a nurse was um, was telling it as it is and that he's an anti-mask um, person. And he was talking about something called cognitive, cognitive dissonance, where... Yeah. Um, it means when you, you have difficulty believing what you believe to be true is actually false. So we're being fed a lot of disinformation in the media that this is how it is. Be scared, be scared, be scared, put mask on. Um, but where are the facts, right? right? That's the question that we all have. Yeah. Um, there isn't any facts. Call what it is. The um, this entire situation we we're faced with, and I'm going to be quite blunt about it, um, is a very disturbing one, because our leadership in this country, our, our prime minister of Canada, our premier, our mayor, 
are um, all the elected officials. They're hiding something, they're not telling us the whole story, but they are throwing out hints. And the problem when you're running a country and when you're running a business is you don't want everybody to know everything. And that's the problem we're faced with. Like um, if I have a situation at work, um, we're going to make it look really, really smooth. Like everything is great, but it might not be. We might be on our knees because unfortunately in the world we live in, when the, um, when the, uh, the little fish smell the big fish, be it restaurants in my situation, when they smell that I'm bleeding and I'm in trouble, they don't pay you. Yeah. And so you hide all your problems. You don't want them to know because if the minute that they start not paying you, they start holding back on the payments and that because they know that you're about to sink and they figured, you know what? I owe you 85 grand. I'm not going to pay. I'm going to hold out. Hopefully I hold out and he goes under tomorrow. And then I got 85,000 in my pocket. So this is what's happening in our political realm is that on an international scale, on the international monetary system and that, which we uh, quite frankly sold our banking system to back in the seventies when Trudeau's father was in power. Um, this has been going on before that, after the second world war, when they, um, when they started the property taxes and the taxation, which had never existed before the war. And it was supposed to be a, a temporary solution and it was brought on and kept on. And then we had John F. Kennedy sign out a bill that the, um, the Federal Reserve um, had too much power. So he signed the bill to take the power away from the Federal Reserve. I know a lot of history and I have no problem talking it because it's all relevant. Uh, within six months, John F. Kennedy was assassinated, right? And then so forth. And we go up to where we are now and, um, and the experiences that we're facing as a small business, as a, as a country. And, um, but when you're on an international scale, and you're seeing what's happening with the Prime Minister of Canada, these people, if you watch them very closely, they're going to give you a little hints. The Great Reset, what's coming. We need to get everybody aware. They're not going to tell you everything because they don't want anarchy. They don't want everybody, the whole world collapsing. So what do they do? What's the best thing to do? Shut down the restaurants. Shut down the economy. Get everybody that your, your diversion is off to the side. How can you go north of Steel's and the restaurants are open? You go south of Steel's, the yeah. restaurants are closed. It's called the art of war. Anybody that has ever read the art of war, it's a very, very interesting um, book that actually dictates and talks about history and armies through, since the beginning of time. And the art of war is very specific. It says, if you can divide the people, you can conquer the country. So right now, we're, the, we're, we're at the beginning. They're dividing us. I'm against you. You're against me. I don't believe what you're saying. The media is fake. This is this. We don't know what to believe, how to believe, and what's going, what's happening out there. But I can tell you this much. In my world, again, my God comes first. So I got Jesus. I got God. I know what my I'm on. I'm on a small journey on this world. So uh, we never put your faith in in man, in our leaders, in anybody. But you put your faith is in each other, in your in your belief systems, because you will always be failed when it comes to um, the world around us. And we've seen that in my situation when I what happened to me, in my situation growing up. But I was able to um, to build two two amazing companies, and um, at the same time as building those companies, I was employed by Canada Post for 28 years. So not only was I a letter carrier, but I was building two companies. And anyone that tells you that you have to quit whatever you're doing, um, no, you don't. 
And um, I've got more stuff coming very quick when it comes to the world that I live in and my future goals for our children, for our people. But what I can tell you this is that I was nominated for Ward 22 in Agent Court here under for the city of Toronto. And I was really, really thinking about throwing my hat in that ring. Yeah. Because you think that Europeans have a problem when it comes to politics? You haven't seen me. Yeah. Because I'd be like Rob Ford, God bless his soul. Yeah. I'd be going over the table coming at you. <laughs> that would definitely be something to see for sure. Bill, Bill, where do you get all this energy? Because when we go to your store, you're you're there and you talk to everybody. You're so welcoming. No, I know. <laughs> Like most people who are in the business don't even go to to their store. They let other people run it, but you're there. Yeah, no, I, I have a love for people. Um, it's called Amino, Amino Energy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right there. <laughs> yes, I love there, it. There it is. There's a secret. Yeah. Well, I'm joking. I'm joking. It's not. Um, it, it's, listen, in life, you find out what makes you happy. In life, you find out what your passion is. Don't let anyone ever tell you that um, what to do. So you have to you have to dig deep down inside. Like I told my kids, you want to go to college? Go to college. You want to go to university? Go to university. But do it because you want it to, not because of me. Find out what you want to do for your life. Find out what you want to do for your, your future. You're not living it for me. You're living it because it's going to make you happy. In our world, you don't have to do something just because. You do it because you um, you want to make a difference. You It makes you happy to get up in the morning and go to work. It makes me, by I, my, that's my platform. Are you kidding? When I'm at the store and I'm talking to my customers, um, I wish I had a cafe in there that we could sit down and talk all yeah. day. You should. Oh my God. Jeez. I'd be in heaven. I'm telling you right now, I'd sit there and drink coffee all day and talk to you about how great everything is. I'd be that old guy talking in the cafe all day. But it'd be my business. You got to have a love for what you're doing. You got to have a love for people. And you got to, don't, don't think about the money because you know what? Really, quite frankly, I'm going to be honest with you. Cash, money, monetary, it all can come today and gone tomorrow. It only has a value. Oh, my wife's here. Who did? Hi. 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 Who are you guys? The Pink Box. We're the Pink Box Podcast. You're which? The Pink Box Podcast. They have they have a a podcast. podcast. Oh, yes. We like to get the lowdown. (laughs) There you go. So Bill. My wife knows why I hung up on her when she called me. Yeah, well, that's okay. (laughs) You saved me. So, Bill, um, I noticed in your store, too, uh, I wanted to touch base just a little bit about uh, you have a you're gluten free. You cater to allergies there. You have a lot of vitamins and things. Uh, So with all the covid stuff going on and, you know, nobody's really telling you, how do I get a good immune system? What do I do? How do I build myself up to protect myself? Uh, what can you recommend for people? Like, what have you got to offer for people to come in if they need help finding how to help themselves? That's a that's an, uh, an incredible question because that's very very relevant to um, a healthy, uh, long life. Quite frankly, your digestive tract they now know that a lot of our diseases come from there, and it's our it's quite frankly it's just as important as your brain. The two really really um, coexist. So what I always suggest is um, we have a beautiful product in there. Uh, it's a fermented sauerkraut that comes from a local farmer in Prince Edward County. And I found them down at the uh, Brickworks in downtown Toronto. 
And uh, we fell in love with this product and we brought it up before it was actually recognized as being uh, a natural uh, probiotic for your digestive tract. And it's natural because it's out of cabbage. And um, he's got a, a beautiful farm in, uh, again, Prince Edward County. So he's got a fermented sauerkraut that's a juice. It's called gut shot. It comes in a dough form, kimchi. Um, those are the two major ones. All you do it when you get up in the morning is you go to the refrigerator and you have one ounce, a little Mexican shot glass of this every single day, every single morning. It's the first thing that will go into your digestive tract. And it's actually giving you, again, your natural probiotics for the day. Throughout the day, he's got another thing that um, is a similar drink. It's a kimchi drink, and it's, um, there's different flavors. And I've got those on my website. What you do is you have a quarter of it in the morning. This is diluted, so you can have it throughout the day. A quarter in the morning, a quarter of it in the afternoon, and another quarter in the evening. So you're really sustaining your body throughout the day. And then he's got a, a sauerkraut. So he's got a whole bunch of old world and all these other different beautiful sauerkrauts. Sauerkraut, when, um, when the Germans fry a lot of food, yet when they eat a lot of sauerkraut, it actually counters it and makes it very healthy. So what it does is it activates your good bacteria in your digestive tract to actually break down proteins much quicker. So um, again, we need a good, a good bacteria and a bad bacteria in everybody's digestive system. They coexist and they're both, um, they both are very, very important to our, our um, healthy lives. But what you want to do is you want to suppress the bad bacteria, obviously. So by doing those three things, you really are putting a, a, a beautiful start and um, a healthier lifestyle. And with us having the proteins and everything, it's a beautiful um, uh, contributing uh, product that you can add to any uh, any of the protein meals that you would be eating on a, on a regular basis. Just have a little bit of sauerkraut with everything. Um, then we have a lot of vitamins and a lot of um, like uh, vitamin D, vitamin C, vitamin A, vitamin B, zinc. Um, we have so much to offer you when it comes to that product. And then I have an MS. Uh, it's an MS prebiotic. Okay. A prebiotic is quite frankly uh, from a farmer in Alberta. And he created a starch that was actually um, you put one cup into your water in the middle of the day and you drink that water. And what it does is it activates your, it's a, a, a prebiotic. Prebiotic feeds your good bacteria. It doesn't put bacteria in you, it feeds it. And I, um, I try anything that I do like uh, with this virus and, um, and, or the flu, a typical flu. What I've always used, and I remember the first time I used it, I was like a tough guy. And um, the sales rep was like, uh, and she goes, have you ever tried this? Black seed oil of oregano. Uh, I go, I go, <laughs> I buy an oil of oregano from there. I have half a syringe and I, oh, tastes like crap, but it works. She goes, try this. So I'm going, all right. So I squeeze half a syringe and she goes, no, 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 no. Don't ever use half a syringe, only a drop. Get lost. What are you talking about? <laughs> I can handle it. And she goes, don't do it. And I did it. Half a syringe. I was on my knees. I was literally crying. I felt like I couldn't breathe. I was like, oh my God. It was the most powerful thing I've ever experienced in my life. Don't ever use half a syringe. I tell everybody, you will be hiccuping for three weeks. You will have hiccups. So anyways, what you do is if you're feeling sick, you have a drop of this black seed oil. Black seed is a beautiful plant found in Europe. 
and the oregano is obviously a, a plant as well. The two combined, one is for your immune, the other one is the, oh my God, it's like a restart. You take one drop of this under your tongue in the morning, one drop at night, I can almost guarantee you can be in a full, full flu season and you're going to be rocking and rolling the next day full of energy like me and you won't be able to stop talking. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, if I could even have one eighth of your energy, I would be, I'd be like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. You, you are definitely the ball of energy. Like you look healthy, like you sound healthy. Your, your mind seems clear. And I would have to attribute that to all your years of healthy uh, outlook on life and the way, uh, you know, you've brought the food to the customers and, the vitamins you have in your store and that like you must use all that stuff together to make yourself the way you are. You know, um, and what it does, it, it, it's, it's really simple. Um, food is your medicine. Medicine is not your food. Okay. No. What, how do you, how do you say? <laughs> I, you say I gotta get a I like this part. The what? wife is there. Oh, let, yeah, there you go. Let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. Yeah, uh, you gotta get that from a Greek. They're the ones that actually sat in the mountains, uh, looking out over the Mediterranean, and coming up with these uh, things. Yeah. Uh, so you know. well, you actually, are speaking Greek when you speak English. Did you know that? They know yeah. I told yeah, he said that earlier. Thousand words of the hundred and ninety-one thousand words in the English language are Greek. And there you go. There you go. There you go. And there you go. So I, I wanted to ask you, uh, because you have elk, bison, and those um, meats that are not available at other places, are there any benefits to to those type of meats? They're, they're extremely lean. So, um, uh, look, as much as I want to be here and bragging about, the, uh, about all the game meat, <laughs> I like marble in my meat. I will take a ribeye with some fat on it. Thank you very much. It tastes so <laughs> Flipping good. But what you do with game meat, quite frankly, um, a lot of bodybuilders will use it because it's high protein, low fat. Um, what I do is a real simple recipe. And if you, if all your viewers, when you guys post, um, you have to write this down. And I'm going to go real slow on this one. Okay. Oil, so you use olive oil. You use um, apple cider vinegar, one tablespoon of apple. So just do it in a bowl. So olive oil, put, fill it up, make it as much as you want. And then you use apple cider vinegar, one to two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar. You take half a lemon, cut that lemon and squeeze all that juice, all that beautiful juice in there. And don't use the concentrated stuff. Use a real lemon. And then you take a tablespoon of, um, of Dijon mustard. I like, uh, I like Dijon. It's got a beautiful flavor. Or you can use any of the mustards that we have in the store. I got a whole bunch of different ones. Um, then you take some oregano, put the oregano in there, one pinch of baking soda. All right. Baking soda is very good because what it does is it goes into your system and it will actually remove um, around your cells bacteria. So basically it prevents a lot of the growth from happening. And you can see that if you take it and put it into uh, um, how do I, so like if you take oil and that and you separate and you drop it in there. And that's why we use it in our refrigerators. But you don't need much, you just need a pinch. Then you take that black seed oil. You take one drop of that black seed oil and mix it in there too, so that it helps your immune system. You mix all this stuff up. And me, I like hot sauce. So I, I put hot sauce <laughs> in there. I'll forget about it. If you take a venison, uh, an elk, or a bison steak, 
that is very lean and you try to cook that, uh, you got to be very careful because it'll, it'll, it'll be tough. You won't yeah. be able to eat it. But if you take that and you drop it in that recipe I told you and you mix it up and you let it sit in there for a couple of hours, but I like to leave it overnight. And then you take that and you put it on the grill for two, two minutes aside. Oh my God. It would be the most lean, beautiful tasting because the, um, the, uh, the lemon, the apple cider vinegar, the two alone make the body very alkaline, but it also breaks down the fibers of the meat and it'll make that the best tasting meat you ever had. But this recipe I just gave you is, um, is a traditional Greek <laughs> recipe. <laughs> Hold on. What just happened? It's okay. a, it's a we'll, Greek recipe. We'll call that and the, uh, the pink box exclusive with Bill. There you go. There you yeah. are. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, these are these are important to um, to keep in the body. You have to keep the body alkaline. It keeps a lot of diseases out of it. And um, and I think as you get older, I got, I'm I'm only I'm only 35. <laughs> or, and um, you know, well, I don't know why you guys are. I don't know the wife is. We can, yeah. or is it the old man's hat that gives it away? <laughs> it looks great, actually. Yeah, like, yeah, you do, Bill. You look amazing. When I saw your videos too, I was like, this guy looks good. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I'd say it's genetics, but forget about that. I want to foods. It's yeah. all about the food. It's all about the <laughs> JW foods, right? It keeps that's healthy. it. That's it. Do you, you know believe what? We've in been diet? Blessed that we're in the food industry. I'll tell you. Yeah. It, 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 it's really a blessing at this time in the world that we're in that we can actually have something that is uh, valuable for everybody. And I oh, pray to God that we'll be around. I was going to ask, do you believe in diets? Because like um, a lot of people in your store probably ask you, what should I do? What should I eat? Or so and so forth. Do you believe in diets or is that? I, I never, different? I don't believe in it. I, I believe you should fast. I think that's important. Yeah. Um, I believe, uh, I believe the human body is designed to have a protein carb greens. I've seen keto diets. I've tried it. I've seen a lot of these different diets. Everybody's body's different. Everybody's body reacts to different things at different times. You have to find out what's good for you. Yeah. Um, and how your body reacts and what it does. Uh, our, my, my metabolism might be a little faster than yours. So, so forth. I don't, I think a generic diet, I, I hate the word diet because when you, when you diet, you're actually die and who wants to die. <laughs> yeah. So my God, I don't know where they came up with half of these uh, words. Um, I think if you eat correctly and you're eating small portion control meals throughout the day, um, every two to three hours, keeping the body, um, keeping a body with exactly the right nutrients that it needs uh, to survive. Um, I think that is the secret to success. Um, these fads that are out there and all these, um, all the, everybody uh, saying, oh, I got the answer to, to life. Um, I tell people this. And when people come in and they, um, I say, look, you have two arms, right? They go, yeah. Well, you got two legs, right? Yeah. You're, you're talking, right? Yeah. Um, are, are you sleeping? Are you walking? Are you talking? You're, you're, everything seems to be working okay. I think you came in and you're okay. I think you're okay. What you need to do is stop, go look in the mirror, um, fall in love with that person again. Yeah. I think once you, once you solve that problem, your eating issues will disappear and you'll start to appreciate that God gave you um, uh, the ability to do a lot of things that a lot of people wish they could do. And, um, and that goes for all of us. I, I might sound like I've got everything on, um, uh, uh, oh, Bill's got it. He's got all the answers. I don't have all the answers. I never will. I struggle with a lot of stuff on a daily basis. Um, I have just as many problems as everybody else. 
But the one thing that I can I can honestly say is that you have to really, when you're alone, when you're by yourself, no matter what trainer you got, no matter what plan they put you on, when you're by yourself, that's when the true you comes out. That's when you sit at the couch, you eat a bag of potato chips, drink a bottle of Coke or whatever you're doing. Um, you're, you answer to you. And when you can look in the mirror and you can be honest with yourself and say, you know what? I'm happy. I might be 500 pounds, but you know what? I love myself. I'm amazing. I'm actually healthy. I know people that smoke. They're not in their nineties. They're doing okay. They're happy. They're, 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 you know. Everybody has a different way through life. Find out what your journey is. Find out what your way is. Try to make the best of it. And don't get so caught up in somebody else's lifestyle. They're rich and famous. The uh, the cars, the houses, and uh, you know, and, and concentrate and look at yourself and take a step back and write down what your goals are, what you want to do, what you what makes you happy, and um, and try to fulfill your goals, not somebody else's. Yeah, and you know what, Bill, you've taken us on your journey, part of your journey today. And I, I, I can't thank you enough. Uh, for all our listeners, uh, can you tell us uh, where can they find you? Like, where is your store located? And uh, you're on Instagram. And is there any other if they want to do like a home delivery? How does that work? Yeah, so um, we're uh, jwfoods.com. Um, we're on jwfoods on Instagram. Uh, I've got uh, William Fair the Third on Instagram. <laughs> Jeez. Um, I've got uh, the JW Foods on Twitter, Facebook, uh, your mother's page, your dog's page, your aunt's page. <laughs> My gosh, I, don't, I think we're on everything. Rumble. Um, I'm on the, um, uh, what's the other one? Parlor. Okay. My gosh. I, I, I don't think, I, I don't know what, what WhatsApp or, or TikTok or I'm trying to figure out TikTok. I might get on TikTok. We don't know. We'll have to do a that pink box. my daughter, though. Yeah. She doesn't want me to go on TikTok because I'll destroy it, she says. Oh, okay. <laughs> and she goes, at least leave a, a platform for me, please. Yeah. And your, and your brick and mortar store, what's the address of that, Bill? So we're in Scarborough at 2201 Brimley Road. We're open Monday to Friday, uh, 9 to 6, Saturday, uh, 10 to 4, and Sundays uh, is the Lord's Day. We never open. Uh, that's a day for everybody to rest and relax and go visit your family. Um, and then we uh, we do home delivery. So you can go on my website, uh, free delivery over $150, and I'll go real quick. Monday, we do deliveries to the downtown core. Tuesdays, we do deliveries to uh, Durham, all the way up to 115 Colbert. Uh, Wednesdays, we do uh, from Markham up to Barrie. Thursdays is my makeup day. So if uh, Friday gets overwhelmed with too many orders, We'll slide it to Thursday and we'll let everybody know. And Fridays we do uh, Brampton, Milton, Guelph, uh, straight over to St. Catharines. Wow. It is Tobacco and Oakville. So there's no excuse for anybody anywhere <laughs> yeah. no to not get the JW Foods love and brand. Exactly. Everybody should order at least one set from uh, <laughs> JW Foods before Christmas because there's no excuses. He delivers everywhere. Absolutely. And the beauty is on your first delivery, I put a special surprise in there. Ooh. Oh. Yeah, so I'm not going to tell you what it is. Okay. But I put a special little note as a welcome to JW Foods and welcome to the JW Foods family. Love our team. But I put a little surprise in there for everybody that orders for the first time. Wow. And typically I would tell you what it is, but I'm not going to tell you. 
they have to order to find out. I think that's the okay. best way to do it, Bill. And uh, and just to touch again, so you going, you're going to be downtown Toronto on Saturday, Young and Dundas again. You guys are holding another protest. Yeah, my wife is coming for the first time. I, I don't want to say I'm holding a protest. I'm uh, I'm a, a part rally. Of, um, I'm part of the movement to, uh, okay. to try to try to get our our freedom, our, okay. our way of life back. Protect our charter. Protect rights. our charter of rights. Okay. And our human rights. Okay, oh awesome. That's very very important. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Bill, for like taking the time to speak with yeah. us today. We learned so much about you. Good. <laughs> we could talk for hours and listen yeah. to you talk. I know. I know. And you know, you look at that tree behind me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we got to remember it's Christmas, and we got to show love to each other, and and uh, and really get that spirit out there. And I think this is an important time of the year to do that. Definitely. All right. Don't Bill, don't be down, guys. Yeah, no, Bill. You know what? You've uh, you've enlightened me, and uh, I Good. can't wait to uh, get into your store again and uh, get some more of your yummy food. That would be amazing. I, I'd love to see everybody again. And thank yeah. you so much. <laughs> thank you for so much for the opportunity to come on your show and to uh, say a little bit about who we are and our love for our customers and our respect to everybody and your human rights. So, Nini. You've been down to Bill's store uh, a bunch of times. Um, he seems like a great guy. Like he is just, he's a ball of energy and positivity and all the things you would want in a small business owner. Yeah. And when you go there right away, you know who he is. He owns the store. He tells you what it's all about. Um, he asks you, oh, is there anything I can do for you? He's very accommodating and has got so much energy and as you can see from the episode <laughs> we hear how much energy and how much enthusiasm he has yeah and he was a wealth of information like i know i i'm always googling like health products and health things and all that stuff and he's right on the money bill knows his stuff definitely and he has some really great products there and on his Instagram, if you watch some of his videos, he goes through a lot of the actual products he sells in his store. And he has a whole ton of stuff. I think he even said he had kangaroo meat or something there, which is yeah. crazy. Yeah. I didn't see that on his website, but now that he mentioned it, that's really interesting because I don't know if I can eat kangaroo. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, to be honest with you, he gave that great recipe, uh, which we can also put for the game meat because I am not a game uh, meat person. Personally, I don't like the gamey taste as everybody calls it. It's, yeah. it's just, it's weird to me, I guess, because I've grown up on, you know, basic grocery store meat. I'm accustomed to that flavor. Probably if I ate it more and more, but I just can't, especially beef, I can't get over the gamey taste on <laughs> like grass fed or whatever you call, or yeah. like wild, like deer. And I just can't do it. It's, yeah. It's, it's, I've never actually tried elk or uh, what is it? What is it? Venison. Yeah. Uh, but Stephen has been talking about it and I think he wants to try it. So we'll have to do that recipe one day. For sure. Yeah. So it's basically like I'll buy it and then you cook it kind of deal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I like the recipe, even the ingredients he was putting in there. And the added little touch that I liked about what Bill said was that he, you know, he said, put this in for 
digestion, add this for your immune system, and you put it all into the recipe. Because a lot of people don't think about that when they make something. Well, I'm just making it for flavor for us to eat. But what about all the other things that are going on in your gut, in your body, how you digest it? And I think those were important tips on uh, what what Bill was giving us ingredients wise and why you would put them into that mixture. Yeah, and he's uh, he's got a lot of information. I don't even know how he keeps all those information <laughs> in his head, to be honest. It must be that little drink that he had, that little amino acid drink that he sells in his store. Yeah. So for all our pinksters, if you want to be young and vibrant, Bill has a secret can of amino there. Just go ask him. Say the Pink Box Podcast said, <laughs> I need that amino drink that you have. So that way we can, uh, you know um be as lively and as energetic as you yeah well I can attest to like I said I can attest to the quality of meat and products they have because we've been going there for so long and every time that we don't get a chance to go there we are stuck with you know with grocery store products and there's a big difference totally totally a big difference yeah, there would be a huge difference. And just from what he was saying that, uh, what was it? Uh, the special technique that they don't do like the grocery stores. They don't pump st- them. They don't yeah, pump, pump them. The, Sorry. Yeah. Thank you. That would make a huge difference. Uh, definitely. I, especially with chicken. Chicken is one for me. I, I was just telling you earlier that I don't tend to eat white chicken meat because it's too dry. I do not like dry meat, like any dry meat at all. It just grosses me the heck out. Like it has to be juicy and everything. So I tend to stick with the dark meats. But if you get a nice, a really uh, good organic kind of chicken, uh, I the white meat is soft. It's only on those like cheap uh, big box uh, store ones, which, you know, sometimes you end up with because that's all you could find or whatever. And it's gross. I don't like it. Yeah. And the reason why we did this episode is because we want to support local businesses here in Toronto um, because of what's going on today. And it's very tough for a lot of businesses. Um, It's very hard for them to to stay open at this time. Yeah. Like I can't even imagine being, having a business and, you know, Bill's been around for a long time. So he's got a good clientele base and, you know, you will, you saw on the, on the interview or you heard, I should say, uh, you know, just a ball of energy and people are attracted to that. So I'm sure he's probably, uh, continuing to do well, even through all this, but that being said, uh, you know, there's so many of the people that he deals with in order to keep his business going that are disappearing one after another, after another. And it's just so sad. It's like the devastation of all this. Like we haven't even hit the tip of the iceberg. A lot of people think just because the vaccine is coming and all this is over and all that, I don't feel that that's what's gonna happen. I think that we are just heading into the aftermath after the vaccine comes out because there'll still be a lot of people that have to shut down their business. Uh, because they're finding they thought maybe they could make it. And then even after the vaccine, they still couldn't make it. Yeah. And not only that, and it's the it's the businesses, but the employees who have to put food on the table for their families who are obviously losing their jobs. So it's important for us to keep this businesses alive. Well, even Bill said what he said, what he had usually has 18 employees and he was down to like six or four or something yeah. like that. 
uh, you know, like it's got to be heartbreaking for him as well, because being a small business owner, your employees are your family. You know, you want them around, you want to be able to help them and you support them. And probably a lot of them, because he's such a nice guy, have worked there for some time. So to have to lay off people, I know for a business owner would just be heartbreaking. Yeah. So we're, we're all hoping that things will get better soon. But in the meantime, we want all our pinksters, our listeners to support small businesses, our local businesses here in Toronto. Um, and even in your hometown, where, wherever you are in the world. Yeah. So the, we always say Toronto because Toronto, it's like GTA, the big area. So wherever you are right now, get out, support your businesses, support the guys that are shut down right now because of the government. And what I think is completely unfair, to be honest with you, I don't understand how they can have big box stores open and shut down all the small businesses. Um when they sell similar products. I just feel like they've pick and choose here who who can stay open and who can't. Like who has the deepest pockets in our government's, uh, you know, kind of wallet. Uh, so I am totally uh, for the small businesses right now. And I just hope that uh, anyone that's listening uh, will get out and support uh, anyone you can and make sure to drop by and say hi to Bill, especially if you were listening. Uh, to the Pink Box podcast and let him know how much you liked uh, the episode. And uh, I'm sure he would be excited to hear you come in and uh, and have a chit chat with him. And we want to welcome you as well to to voice your opinion. If you're a small business and you're listening to our podcast and you're in our hometown, you know, DM us, let us know. Uh, and if you want to be on the show, uh, we want to hear from you. We want to talk to you. And um, uh, we hope to have you in the show. Yeah. And that's that's for anybody, any kind of small business. And, and that was actually another point I wanted to point out why you should go support Bill, because he actually has been supporting other small businesses in his store with uh, keychains and ornaments and other things, because th- a lot of those people would normally go to like a market or something and they've all been shut down. So not only is he a small business, but he's trying to support the even smaller business Uh, to make sure that everybody's getting a piece of the pie. And, you know, honestly, I can't say enough uh, good things about him. I had a really good interview and a great vibe came from him. And uh, I hope so many people go to his establishment and uh, keep supporting his business. Yeah. So uh, make sure um, to all our listeners and all our pinksters, if you have any questions or you have if you have any comments about our episodes, make sure that you DM us on our Instagram at the Pink Box Podcast. Also on Facebook as the Pink Box Podcast. And you can email us at the Pink Box Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. I'm Mimi. And, I'm Mimi. and we are the, the Pink Box. Box.